Sitting down in your car as you shut the door, you pull out your phone to begin the GPS. You click in the directions, and before you know it, you are focused on where you're headed with your foot on the gas. Admiring the road before you, your attention begins to gain clarity on another thought, and you feel called to turn on the Incredible Conversations podcast. A warm, secure feeling overcomes you. Your breathing gets deeper, your mind gets clearer, and your heart begins to open again. You know that the moment you turn it on, you will be immersed in a wholehearted conversation destined to expand your awareness in incorporating universal law, learning about conscious health, optimizing your energy with astrology, and super fueling your success. You feel like you're sitting with an old friend when you hear, Welcome to Incredible Conversations with me, Isabel. Welcome back to Incredible Conversations with me, your host, Isabel Wellman. Y'all, I am feeling good. And that would be an understatement for how I'm feeling after recording this special podcast with Miss Britt. Wow, what a soul to encounter in this lifetime. And I'm talking, you know that feeling when you meet someone and you don't have to explain anything because they already know. They're already in that stream of consciousness. They're already living in that elevated state. And not in the sense that either of you know more than the other average Joe out there, or Joanna, but that you have been able to relish in the entertainment of new ideas, perspective, learning a new way of operating, because of the efficiency. And you're going to hear our fire elemental properties going off. We're just bop, 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 going back and forth on each other. And it's amazing. So if you are ready to hear all about how you can heal yourself with diet by looking into the eyes to see if there's generational issues going on, things happening with the lymphatic system, being able to dissect, pull apart and simplify a practical approach to feeling good again, regaining your energy, optimizing your health, coming back to nature, the most fundamental part of our being. If you're here as a mom or a dad, you got some kiddos, you're in for a treat. For it has three beautiful beings that she has birthed into this world. I'm using extreme hand motions behind the microphone right now. (laughs) And I can't wait to watch these kids grow up and see what they do because of how she has allowed them to explore the world with trust, with love, with authentic expression, teaching them that it's okay to feel to eat healthy, 
to guide them, to allow them to make their own decisions because they're literally just tiny adults. Of course, guiding where needs to be guiding, but you're going to hear about all of that. So if you're interested in holistic living by any means, natural parenting, how to heal by taking a step back and just connecting deeper with what is around us in our natural world. This is for you. I'm super, super, super grateful to be here, to have had this conversation and it has lit me up and I hope it lights you up as well. Also, if you would like to support the podcast, you can go on to onit.com, the supplement nutrition company that I love being in affiliation with. And you can try their best, easiest human optimization supplement packet for free, pay shipping and handling for free for a limited time. When I started this, I couldn't believe my wicked focus, my reaction time, the memory that I had. I'm pretty good in all these areas, but it was as if I had went up a whole nother notch. And if you're looking to come back to your equilibrium, I highly recommend giving the free trial a try. I think it's like five, six, seven bucks, depending on where you live. When I tried it for the first time, I was in Alaska. So I paid about five or six bucks. If you're in the lower 48, it probably will be around the same, if not cheaper. So I highly recommend it. If you want to support the show, please use the link in the bio to get your free trial or go to onnit.com and use the code Isabel for 10% off. I am super excited to be here with you guys today and I can't wait for you to hear the rest of this episode. Enjoy. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast, Incredible Conversations with yours truly. And today we got something special for you. We have a beautiful, amazing Michigander in the house with us today talking all about the eye and in particular, the iris. And I'm going to let her explain herself, what she's going to teach us today, what she's going to enlighten us about. But all in all, grab a notebook, grab some water, because I am floored for this episode. It's probably going to be the coolest episode I've recorded so far. And it's it's really, I'm, I'm inviting you to, to show up with an open heart and an open perspective. Because, you know, if we use some cognitive dissidence, we're going to be able to understand that we may pr- be presented with beliefs that are different than what we believe or know of. And when we just fight that or have straight resistance, that can show us something inside is a little tense. So I'm just welcoming you into this space with that cognitive dissidence to be open explore, do your own research after you hear everything and really like take notes on what resonates and what lands because there's a whole new world out there, baby. And we are going to go and explore it. So Britt, if you would please introduce yourself, tell us all about your life, who you are, what you're doing and what you got in store for us. I'm so excited. (laughs) 
Thank you. Um, so my name is Brittany. I am a lymphatic iridologist and I'm also a regenerative detox specialist. Um, I got my certifications through the International School of Detoxification run by Dr. Morris, who is a naturopathic doctor and has been for the last 50 years. He's also a master herbalist. Um, he really focuses on regeneration and people that are very chronically ill, and that is how I found him. Um, I was diagnosed with interstitial cystitis when I was 21 years old, uh, which basically means inflammation of the bladder lining. So it's a lot like a UTA, UTI type of pain mm -hmm. every day consistently, no matter if you take antibiotics or not, which I definitely did for years with no progress at all. So after years of ignoring my intuition, telling me that I needed to switch to a high vibrational plant-based diet, I finally found Dr. Morris and he made everything make sense for me very like scientifically where I could not deny what I needed to do. So two weeks in, no symptoms at all, no bladder pain. And I was like, all right, I'm never going back because before that, I was doing a lot of like autoimmune paleo and like raw meats, raw dairy, um, organ meat, all of that type of stuff. And nothing was helping me at all. So I switched up pretty quickly and I've been plant-based for the last six years, symptom-free. So um, my goal after going through all of that years of suffering was to make sure that if I can help it, I will not let anybody else suffer in silence or not feel like they have anybody to go to. So I put myself out there on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere I can really get out there um, to get the message out to people that you don't need to suffer anymore. You can change your diet and have a lot of healing happen. So it's my professional. I'm also a mother of three. Um, I'm very pro home birth and unassisted free birth. Um, I'm just super passionate about raising kids in a natural way because for me, if it would have happened for me, like being raised in a natural way, I might've not had the issues, the health issues that I have. So if I can prevent that for anyone, especially children, that's, that's my goal for sure. Mm. Ah. It's so wholesome. <laughs> it feels like a hug. Gosh, I'm so stoked. Thank you so much. And so powerful to go through something that's day in and day out pain, pain, yeah. pain, pain. And I resonate deeply with the UTI yeast infection feeling last 2020. Um, most of you out there know this, but I went through like a year of chronic BV and yeast infections. And after like starting, finally after 12 months of seeing a doctor who would just antibiotics, antibiotics, like Oprah saying, you get a car, you get a car. <laughs> it was just like deteriorating my gut lining and I could, I, nothing was working at all. And it came to a point where I like had to skip out on a day of skiing. And that was the draw, like the line drawn. I was not about anymore. And so finally saw a doctor who rec recommended a natural path. And she uh, prescribed me an herb blend, um, cotton or like organic underwear that had, you know, like nothing. Wash them in hot water, uh, Vitex root on top of the, the tea I was supposed to drink and some feminine 
wash, like specific. <laughs> so that yeah. on top of the elimination diet, uh, where she helped me go through all that, like, boom, like you said, like two weeks later, I was healthy. I was happy. I was like, wow, I can't believe what's going on with my body anymore. And of, and of course, like the first week I, for the first time in my life, I also experienced the withdrawal of like addiction from caffeine. And that in itself was wild. I'd never been addicted to something, but I'm sure that was the toxins in my body, <laughs> like fighting each other. So I would love to uh, throw this back at you and begin at like where you start when you have someone approach you about this. And yeah, so bring us through your process from start to finish. I think that would be a great place to be in. Cool. Yeah. So normally first thing I like to do is look inside people's eyes. Like I want to see the eyes. I want to see how much is going on in there because the eyes can tell us a lot. They can tell us the degree of lymphatic stagnation. So basically the lymphatic system is the waste system of the body. And I can see that by looking in somebody's eyes, how much waste is built up inside their body just by certain colors, um, certain shapes, the way that the colon wall looks inside the eye. It's kind of like reflexology for those of you that know about reflexology, the bottom of your feet correlate to different organs and everywhere, basically in your body, your teeth do the same thing. Your eyes also do the same thing. And I'm pretty sure your spine does too. So everything is very intimately connected inside the body. So as soon as we start um, doing therapies inside the body, it will reflect in the eyes too, which is super, it's really cool and interesting to see um, the changes happen. But the very first thing I like to do is look at people's eyes to see what we're dealing with. And then like, that's even before I ask them about their um, health history or anything like that, because I want them to see the validity of what I'm seeing. Like I'm calling out all of this stuff wrong with this, this, and this. And these are things that you've struggled with your whole life. And you're like, wow, how does she even know that? By like looking at my eyeballs. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's like the very first thing. And then we start, I normally in my iris readings, I break down every single thing that I can see what the causes are and what you can do to reverse those things. So when I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, I break everything down in the iris reading by weekly um, little protocols that we'll go through together and I'll help them get from where they are to where they eventually want to be just by like every week doing something consistently to change and upgrade themselves. Yeah. That is amazing. That, that is, I, I like that because first of all, when you first look at an eye and you don't ask questions, you can confirm <laughs> what it is that you're about to lead them through. And then that gives that person, oh yeah, okay, this is not just mumbo jumbo. Cause it's not, I don't know, it's not mainstream. Why are we so weird about this stuff is my, my like biggest issue with the health system. Like it's your eyeballs. Like if you need contacts or if you have something um, other, some other disease with your eye, like you go to a doctor for that anyways. So why not go there to look and see for disease? So yeah. right on. So we have that. And then what is like an example of what you look for in the eye itself? So the first thing I look for is how cloudy it is. And if I can see the little iris fibers, because a lot of people like around the pupil, you have these fibers coming out through the eyes, like 
kind of like spokes on a bicycle wheel or on a car, any of, any of that type of stuff. So these fibers are representations of the cells and the organs. So if those are completely coated and cloudy and I can't really see them at all, that tells me that there's a lot of lymphatic fluid built up in the eyes. So after that, I start from the pupil and go outward. There is a little squiggly line just outside the pupil and that represents the whole colon wall. So anything inside that to the pupil is telling me about the colon itself. So if you have holes in there or if it's super dark brown and cloudy, you have a lot of stuff going on in the colon, which is normally where people have the most issues because all disease starts in the gut. And I can see that and verify that every time I look at somebody's eyes, it's quite ridiculous. So then <laughs> I will look at colors. If I'm seeing lots of yellow or orange, those to me are fungal overgrowths. And a lot of the time that's where the antibiotics show up in the eyes. If you have a lot of orange pig pigments in the eyes, that's normally always some type of pharmaceutical or antibiotic, which is obviously pharmaceutical, but yeah, I look for those. And then a lot of people have little freckles in their eyes, I guess you could call them. And that is either dense lymphatic fluid that's getting to a degenerative state, which means that it's breaking down the cells and killing them, just like you would see um, in cancer patients. Not saying that everyone that has freckles in their eyes are, are cancerous, but yes. sometimes that is the case. And um, those are also drug deposits sometimes too. So there's so many different things that you can see inside the irises. Um, one of the main things I look for too is deep lines and big holes in between the fibers because they're either indicating massive dehydration or um, a toxin buildup within the body, which also says parasitic issues too. So there's so many different factors going in. These iris readings end up being like 20 pages long just because there's so much information I can give people. And it's, it's a bit overwhelming at first, but once you sit with it and break it down and go over it a couple of times, you're like, okay, this is manageable. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. <sighs> okay. And so we have what you start with and then what you're looking for. And excuse me, everyone. We have our, uh, my little foster dog here is what I'm calling him. And if you hear some, some noise, it's him just ripping around with a bone. <laughs> I'd rather that than him barking though. <laughs> so it's like having kids, right? Dogs, kids, cats, <laughs> they're all the same. <laughs> and so I would love to, to further hear about, gosh, like what are some of the first things that you tell someone to begin that process of healing? Absolutely. So for me, since in my own experience, plant-based diet has been the absolute best thing, game changer for me. I always recommend eat more fruits and vegetables. Like since the beginning of the time, beginning of times, we've been told eat a lot of fruits and vegetables if you want to be healthy. And then people are like, what do you mean eat a lot of fruits and vegetables? Like, that's all I have to do to be healthy. Like, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> eat more plants. Like, eat more hydrating water-based foods because that's going to hydrate your cells. The, the water inside the foods is going to wash away all the disease and all the gunk inside your body. So the best thing you could do is eat your water. So I really start with get on a healthy plant-based diet and try to do that for an extended period of time before you ever try to go into any type of cleansing. 
which is naturally going to start cleansing your body anyway because of the water-based foods and just upgrading more plants into your diet always pushes people to um, start eliminating more toxins, um, mucus, all, all kinds of stuff. So as soon as they get very comfortable with that, then we can start going into fasting, which is my absolute favorite healing modality. Like, um, people have been doing it for centuries. So many cultures fast. They have it in their religions. Like every single religion has like some type of fast thing that they're doing, or is like a, a yearly thing where they do a yearly fast. And nobody teaches that in the American culture, like at all. It's like not like we have Lent sometimes, but it's like, oh, I give away video games for 28 days. It's never like a, I don't know, fasting, like actual fasting. So once they are ready to start incorporating that into their lives. Um, we go through the various different ways that you can accommodate for a fast. Some people would rather do a juice fast than a water fast because water fast is really taxing on the body and you're supposed to rest basically all the time. And a lot of people can't do that since people work full time. So that's um, basically where it starts plant-based diet go into fasting, make it a fasting focused lifestyle where you are cleansing a majority of the time, but you're also taking a lot of time to rebuild and refeed the body. It's super important for the gut microbiome. So mm -hmm. there's all kinds of stuff that you can do to accommodate for this type of lifestyle. Anyone can heal anything on this diet, as long as they're doing it in their own specific way. So what might work for me is not going to work for whoever else that has a full-time job, doesn't have kids, has different workout things, has different disease in general than I do this ease, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, there's so many different ways to go about healing, but the main thing for me is adding lots of fresh fruits and vegetables as much as you can into your diet. And you'll notice a huge difference in your body, the way it feels, your symptoms, everything. Yeah. And quite literally everything changes because if you just focus on adding just add because you're going to yeah. quickly find out you can't do everything and so yeah. you'll naturally stray away from things that aren't giving you that good feeling and so instead of thinking or looking at this as a oh, i'm going to deprive myself of those cookies with all that bad stuff inside of it oh, i can't do this but you know subconsciously it's slowly i won't say killing you but killing you yeah. <laughs> like it it's it it's really funny and so it's it's going easy with that and i think that's such a great message to start off with is like just get your eating right first and absolutely it's so huge there's so many people that want to jump straight into cleansing just from a standard american diet like eating all types of crap fast food all that and be like i'm going on a juice fast and i'm like all right, that's not a good idea, but go for it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. No. And then you like, you have that experience and then you have all these cravings, all these withdrawals, all these wanting feelings come up and then you break it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I mm -hmm. can't do it. It's impossible. And then you have that mindset already and it's built in your brain. You're like, no, 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 no. Just go slow. <laughs> Just like you said. And what I, what I really um, like to think about is like, 
the word breakfast is everywhere these days, but it's literally break fast. You're breaking yeah. your fast. And a, another way to look at it that I enjoy is like, don't look at it as like this window of not eating. Just look of it, look at it as the window where you get your meals in. Mm-hmm. And so when you can think about, oh, from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., 7 p.m. ideally, uh, I, I get to eat. Cool. And then have meals that Hello. support you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, because people really set themselves up um, and they end up hurting themselves in their mental state at the end because they're being too restrictive on it. Like when I first started all this stuff, I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to try to start doing things a little bit different. I'm not going to like go crazy or anything. I've got three kids. I need to figure out my life. <laughs> I can't just change everything up quickly. But that's not the case for a lot of people. And these are the people that you see like going back and going back to like a regular type of standard American diet and then bashing diets they had tried to cleanse on, but they weren't doing it correctly. So there's so many ways that you can accommodate for this and make it pleasurable and not like it's some diet you have to do. Yes, yes, I love that. And I want to segue off onto the realm of being a mom and doing this. So like, what was that journey like and how is it affecting your, your children? Oh my goodness. I love this. Um, so when I first started going on a plant-based diet, it was super easy for me because my kids are like my little cheerleaders. They love doing everything with me. <laughs> like I would just make smoothies for all of us every day. And they're like, yes, we're having smoothies today. <laughs> like They're just hype about it. My kids are better than I am about plant-based diet. Like they will literally eat fruit all day long, vegetables all day long. They love it. Um, the other day I made uh, roasted potatoes in the oven. And my daughter was like, I like these, but can I have a melon instead? <laughs> Three years old. And I'm like, all right, you want to have a melon for dinner? Great. Let's do it. So it's cool. It's cool to see that they like are naturally drawn to what is healthy because that's how they feel best. They have the most energy. They're the most hydrated when they eat their water-based food. So they really like it. They enjoy it. So for me, it's like, I, you guys can do it. All right. I can probably do it. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> support system. Yeah. <laughs> my little support system. And it's cool because once you do it, a lot of like the people around you are not going to understand at all what you're doing mm-hmm. and they're going to judge and they're going to be like, why don't you just eat a cheeseburger or whatever? <laughs> I've been through all of it. It's so ridiculous. But when you have it in your household where everybody on your in your household is on board and you're all doing the same thing and you're all supporting each other, that is the absolute best. Mm-hmm. And if you have little kids, like put them on it, let them juice for you. Like I find that if I let them help me with everything, they're way more inclined to like partake in eating what they make. Yes, 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 yes. Ah, and that's such a strong message. Like when we ignore our kids and we, I don't know, pretend they're just another dog. Like, no, children are like, come on, treat them like an adult. Like yeah. there's a fine line here and they deserve to, to feel like they have some sort of responsibility and some yeah. sort of power because it, it gives them that confidence. And I, gosh, just like looking back at how we were all raised and like the happy meals. 
that thing's the opposite of happy. I yeah. can't tell you how many times I'd go home feeling very terrible after eating one, not so happy anymore. But it, mm -hmm. and it's, it, it's all the, the marketing and the, the fad. And of course, all these things came through when like basically the great depression or like things were going south and we needed things that were cheap. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that was great for then, but how, how many years have gone by since then? And so I think about that and it's, it's almost like to me wanting to like make fruit and vegetables more accessible. And I guess the way we can do that is by teaching people how to have their own little greenhouses, how yes. to go seasonal fruit and living that way. And I'd love to hear if you have any insight there with the seasonal eating, if that's something that you guys practice or if it's kind of like whatever fruit we're feeling. Absolutely. Um, and in Michigan, you're not really getting a whole lot of the selection. You can really only eat by the season because that's what's at the grocery store. But mm -hmm. as long as we start doing things on our own and taking initiative to make these gardens, have these greenhouses, make them geothermal greenhouses, like there are so many ways where we can be growing all of our own stuff and connecting with the soil and actually getting things that are not void of nutrients. Because I'm sure you know, like, at the grocery store, it's, it's not the best. Things are not organic. They're sprayed with all kinds of stuff. They're grown in soil that's not nutrient dense. They're not changing the crops that they're growing in the soil. It's, it's not ideal. Mm -hmm. And if we can start now and teach our kids, teach ourselves really, because none of us like grew up knowing, knowing that a lot of us didn't, I definitely did not grow up with like any kind of garden or like farmers or anything like that. Um, it's huge because the kids are only little for so like such a small amount of time. Like I've been parenting for almost a decade now and it's like, what? But this is like, I only have like two decades really to set them up for being adults. And then they're going to be adults for the rest of existence. So it's like, why would I not treat them as if they already are like small adults because they are like, I need to give them tools to be able to do things on their own. Like when that time comes for them. So as long as they're here, they can be helping me do my adult stuff. <laughs> it's yes. all for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Yes. And in a lot of like my information on like the death of soil, basically right now, um, I find from Dr. Zach Bush. I'm not sure if you know of him or not, but he is, he is fantastic. And he's uh, really working hard in, because what was it? He was a medical professional in the system standardly for so long until he found out a way to actually help cancer patients. And then yeah. he brought that information to his professor and he got shut down. And oh. No one wanted to, you know, allow that to come to the light because it would make a tremendous impact on some other systems making a lot of that green. And that's the part that drives us insane. And so it, it, it's a vicious cycle. And you know what? There's a time and a place for someone who needs something of the sort, but to be constantly devoted and committed to a pill or a substance even alcohol, even weed, like whatever your, your choice is, it's, it's all bad. And like you said, like it, it shows up in the eyes, it shows up in the body in all different ways. And to just spread this information. And this is where that cognitive dissonance comes up. My friends, 
just open perspective, do your own research. Zach Bush, great doctor, go check him out. <laughs> but like, there's so many people out there that are coming to the light and saying, hey, there's other ways of doing this. And who knows what's going to happen on our system, but what if we got cut off from grocery stores? What if we got cut yeah. off from electricity? What if, what if, what if? And yes, they're what ifs, but they're powerful what ifs. And if they irritate you or cause you to like have some sort of tension show up, that's important to look at because there might be a part of you that is subconsciously afraid of not being able to support yourself. And so what I'm really trying to get at here is like when we can teach ourselves to just live off the land in modest ways, like invite community members, be like, Hey guys, you want to start a garden, have a couple of chickens. We all share, maybe have yeah. like a community cow that we milk. And like, we let the kids go and we let them free. We don't helicopter parent them. I'm as a po like, uh, what's it like an old retired ski instructor. I'm like, I, that's where it comes from. It's like watching parents hounding their kid, children and not letting them out of their sight when really, if we can trust our children, show them we trust them by giving them support, freedom, distance. Like you're 20 feet away from me on the beach. I still see you, but I'm going to let you do your thing over there. I grew up that way. And okay, maybe I did get left at the boat launch a couple times, but at least my parents, <laughs> they, they, they gave me that freedom and I, where I wasn't freaking out. And if it happened again, I'd be like, well, they'll come back. And I know how to get home if they don't, <laughs> that can be a sad way to look at it, but it's, it's really powerful. And so I, I really thank you for being a parent stepping into that and really encouraging that and sharing your message because it is it's quite literally vital <laughs> for us to know <laughs> it is it's kind of cool too because in my community right now I have like a small homeschool mom group and we allow our kids to just like go out hurt themselves make mistakes like within reason obviously we're not just like hey go have fun like kill yourself in traffic no not like that it's like <laughs> we're allowing them to just like have the freedom to make mistakes as, as, as children. Because if you don't learn how to make mistakes super young, when you get older and you've never made mistakes, you've never broke a bone, you've never gotten hurt, any of that type of stuff, like what's going to happen then? Like you're really going to be hurt. <laughs> you should always do that when you're young. So my parents were definitely helicopter parents, especially my mom. And none of us ever broke bones or anything like that. So when we get older, <laughs> we were super scared to do anything like we weren't like snowboarding or like literally doing anything like I did a couple sports and that's that but as I got into my 20s I started doing a lot more adventurous things because I was never allowed to before and it really kind of like messed with my confidence so that's something that's huge now that I do with my kids is I allow them to just like do their thing and once they fall down and get back up it builds confidence every time so when they fall down when they're adults like they're like okay I just got to get back up it's not a big deal yes 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 and and how old are your three kids so my son will be eight next week my oldest son um my middle son is five and my youngest daughter is three years old oh the perfect <laughs> yeah they're in really good space. I really like their age difference. Um, they're all pretty close in age, but they're not close enough where it's overwhelming for me. I did have two in diapers at one time, which was like, but we got through it. Nobody's in diapers now. Like 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> I love that. And I want to have you share your experience with home birth cool. and whatever comes up for you. I won't even continue on. <laughs> Uh, I love it. <laughs> no, not that you won't continue, but yes, I love anytime anybody wants to ask me about birth. I'm like, yes, it's like one of my most favorite subjects. So my first birth was in a hospital, totally normal, got an epidural, had a catheter, all the things took 13 hours of like, I'm not like, I'm just laying here in this bed. Somebody's telling me, Hey, you should probably try to push now. Like, okay. So whatever came out, he was perfect. Nothing's wrong with him at all. Um, we do not, we choose not to do any type of medical procedures for our kids, like at all. Um, so he was not vaccinated. He was not circumcised. He was not like nothing at all that you normally would do inside the hospital. He had at all. So, um, right after him, I got an IUD placed, mm -hmm. which is a contributing factor to a lot of the reasons why I had issues in that general area because like when you put foreign objects inside your body people it doesn't like it, it tries to like get them out so information mm -hmm. all that stuff so um after that was removed that's when I started really looking at my diet started switching things up because it was terrible while I was pregnant with him and I needed to do different things so I got pregnant again probably when he was about two years old um, we had just gotten engaged. Everything was going great. Um, I ended up miscarrying that baby because I was super sick. So it was like seven weeks. And, um, during that time I was trying to do a home birth midwife, but she never came and like checked up on me or anything like that. And I just like did everything on my own. There was no like procedure where I had to go in and get anything sucked out or anything like that. So it was just a normal type of thing. And then a month later I got pregnant again with my middle son. So during that time, I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to carry this baby to term. I have no idea what's going on with my body. I'm super sick. I already lost the baby. I have no idea what's like going to happen with any of this. So I'm like, all right, let me just see how long I can go without having any type of like midwife care. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me read some books. I can probably get to my, my own like comfortability. Maybe I'll do halfway through the pregnancy before I'm seen by any type of medical professional or anything like that. So 20 weeks comes, I get an ultrasound done. We won't go to a private ultrasound place. It was really cool actually. And, um, everything looked fine. There was nothing that they could see that was like wrong with him or anything like that. So I was like, okay, probably another like totally fine baby. Let's keep going for as long as I can. Like if I have any complications arise, I will absolutely have somebody on hand, like mm -hmm. to help me with the pregnancy or birth or anything like that. But nothing ended up happening like at all. I started juicing during that pregnancy. So I felt super good most of the time. Um, and then by the end, um, December, he was born in the only snowstorm that happened that year. <laughs> uh, we are going to a... Christmas party so I open the door to the Christmas party and my water breaks and my parents are in there and they're like go to the hospital I'm like no I'm going home I'm having this baby at home so we drive home I'm like in labor like I'm not gonna have this baby in the car <laughs> I have no idea finally get home um I my personal like favorite labor spot is the toilet because you're in like like perfect squatting position and it's supported so you don't have to worry about anything 
So I'm there for like an hour and then we fill up the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I get in and he is just like, he's, he's ready to come out. So the fetal, I think it's some kind of like fetal injection response, something like that. The fur starts happening. I don't push. I'm doing nothing. My friends talk about this all the time because I have that birth video and they're like, you are the only person I know that has ever birthed a baby while whispering. Like I was so Zen the entire time because I read a book called um, hypnobirthing during my pregnancy. And it just got me like right in the zone. Like I knew what I needed to do. There was no, like, I was not worried about anything. Um, my husband was so good with emergencies because as a kid, he got hurt a lot. Like he had to do, had to do some stuff. So he's very comfortable with that. I'm asking him like, is everything okay? Like the head's out, like body's still inside me. I'm like, is he fine? And he's like, yeah, he's totally fine. Like one more push and he's out. And I'm like, okay, let me just like wait for contraction, push, he's out, bring him to my chest. Perfect kid. Like there's nothing wrong with him at all. He has white hair. Like it's just (laughs) crazy. This like snowstorm kid, white hair, crazy blue eyes. He's like so beautiful. He's like, oh, I love him so much. But that was, that was my second birth. Um, I went right to my bed after we all snuggled in bed, went to sleep. There was, there was no, like nothing at all happened. So we take our kids to the chiropractors, um, and they write us a little letter so that we can get their social security card and stuff. Not that I ever wanted to do that, but we're in the system. We got to play the system game. So our kids are in the system. (laughs) We got their social security cards, all that stuff. And it was super easy to get his birth certificate. We just went into like the county clerk and they asked us some questions. We wrote out some paperwork. They made the birth certificate. And that was that, like, it was so easy. A lot of people are really scared about like, what do I do about a birth certificate? Like, how do I get these documents? It's super, super easy, especially if you live in Michigan, but yeah. So with my next pregnancy, I was like, obviously I'm doing it unassisted. Like there's no way that I would ever have anybody else there because I'm already super educated and knowledgeable about birth. Like what to do, infant CPR, everything. Like for his pregnancy and birth, I was very, very prepared. I like posted up the emergency protocols on the bathroom wall. So anytime either of us were in there, like we knew to study (laughs) what to do just in case a shoulder got stuck or a cord was wrapped around the neck or something like that. Like we were very prepared for all of it. Um, So with her, my labor, she was actually 14 days late, which normally people will induce. Like you go beyond like a week and a half. So she was like two weeks late. Um, I was like, all right, like, are you ready to come out now? <laughs> I'm done being pregnant in 42 weeks. Like, get out. <laughs> so we go on a bumpy car ride down to Detroit to get sushi from some random place just to, just to do the ride. So the ride happened. We got back. I started having contractions and I'm like, yes. So. <laughs> I'm standing the whole time to like make sure these contractions keep going I'll sit like when it's not and then when it starts happening I'm standing to like make sure that these contractions don't stop because before that I had several like is it going to be labor no is it going to be labor no it's not (laughs) so uh, 6 p.m till midnight um, I was like laboring in the living room I make myself this little zen area I like light a candle I have the fireplace going I have my like favorite baby blanket because I'm super (laughs) sentimental like that Uh (laughs) so I have all my stuff to like make me comfortable 
So I'm, I'm just chilling for like six hours straight of just very comfortable contractions, nothing too crazy. So finally I'm like, all right, I should probably get some sleep because there's nothing like crazy happening on right now. So I get in bed. I wake up at like four o'clock in the morning. I have to pee so bad, but I'm also having a contraction. So I'm like trying to get out of bed, a giant pregnant, like got to pee, having a contraction. I'm like, oh, so I finally get to the bathroom and I start timing them and I'm like, oh, okay. So these are like kind of painful. So she is coming. That's great. So I'm laboring by myself in the bathroom. Cause that's what I like to do. I'm very like, I need to be in my own area, like by myself. I don't want anybody's help, nothing. So I'm just in there alone. My husband wakes up at about 5.30, 6 o'clock, something like that. And he, I'm like, all right, this baby's coming. Like, she's literally coming out of me. I can, like, feel her head already. So can you help me fill up the bathtub and then help me get in there? And he's like, can I go get coffee first? I'm like, bro, <laughs> she is coming out of me. <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> and he's like, oh, now? I'm like, yeah, fill the bathtub. <laughs> so we got just enough water in the bathtub to make sure that she was born underwater because that's what you're technically supposed to do if you're doing a water birth yeah. um they they can breathe through the umbilical cord so there's no reason to like oh. whatever it's fine um so she's perfect comes out like uh just the best bring her to my chest cuddle her the dog comes in he's like hey what's going on here <laughs> comes in he's like nah that's the baby she came out of you I'm like yeah dude like she's here <laughs> he's like three four years old and he's like oh, she's so pretty I'm like, yeah she's great <laughs> yep. so after that um I have to like deliver the placenta and it took like a longer time to come out mm-hmm. and I was like this is kind of weird like maybe it's like stuck in there or whatever so I'm like pushing on my belly I go in the bathroom to like try to like help it out you're not supposed to pull at all don't pull in the placenta you can like rip all kinds of craziness so it finally comes out but with it like part of my uterus comes out too so I'm like what is this like what is this happening so I ended up having a uterine prolapse so me and my husband are like what is this what do we do like we knew what to do just in case that happened yeah so you basically just push it back up there and so he was like, all right, let me get on YouTube. I need to figure out if I'm doing this right. Like, let me just see if I can like watch a couple of videos, whatever. <laughs> all right, do your thing, guy. You got to push this thing back in. <laughs> so finally he gets comfortable enough to literally like, it's not even a big deal to just like push it back in there. And it was fine. And everything went back to normal. Like there was nothing that like happened that was super traumatic or anything like that. Like I never had any shoulder stuck or like cord wrapped around neck or like bleeding or baby coming out blue or like literally anything like both my kids were absolutely perfect as soon as they were born like great um testing like the apgar thing like we even did that we did everything that a midwife would do because i got a midwifery book to make Mm -hmm. sure that i knew how to be my own midwife Mm -hmm. so i was very prepared and doing all the paperwork and doing all the stuff like so was my husband we we figured out how to do it on our own and it was perfect. Like both times it was awesome. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that feels comfortable enough to do that for themselves where they don't need help or their partner can help them as much as they possibly can, because this is how people naturally birth their babies for thousands of years before the medical system was like, Hey, can we get in on this? Like, it's just nuts it's nuts I shared a little video on my close friends the other day of like 
the hospital procedure where they come in every hour to like check your vitals see if the baby's sleeping like they do all kinds of gotta come push on your belly like there's so many things that they do in the hospital that makes it such a chaotic and not peaceful time at all like you could not pay me to birth in a hospital again unless it was absolutely like a life or death situation so yeah my birth stories holy (laughs) shit I love them when I get pregnant I'm coming to you yes (laughs) oh my god well, I've been at so many births too, whether it's for like photography or just like being there for like support doula tech stuff. I love it. It's the most absolutely like honoring thing ever to have, like to be in attendance for somebody's birth or to help somebody like have enough confidence to birth on their own and like do what they were meant to do as a feminine woman. Like how crazy is that? <laughs> we're- most awesome thing we can do ever. <laughs> yes everyone that has a vagina and wants to give birth do it on your own yes, <laughs> love it yeah and if you can't do it on your own do it at home at least like have a trained midwife come in and just like watch you because most of the time if you pick these older midwives they will be completely hands-off and let you do your thing and just be there as the person that like just in case something happens I know what to do I'm prepared I can help you out yes oh my gosh <laughs> I love that it's like full surrender, full trust. Absolutely. Meant to be. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely a spiritual thing for sure. Like the surrendering that you have to do sets you up for the rest of your life. Like if there's something else you have to surrender to, you're like, all right, no problem. (laughs) Like, I just surrendered to two children trying to like craziness, like out of my body. Like, yes. Wow. And then, so you started juicing with the first one and then you were completely in your power with the other two like doing your thing completely yeah wow yeah that to me just like yep we just that's that that correlates that makes sense and yeah like I'm my own doctor for my healing and now I'm going to be my own doctor for the next stage of what's going on in my life and I feel like that's super important for everybody to do is to be their own physician yes nobody knows your body better than you there's not a doctor out there that you can pay enough money to be like, what's going on inside me? Like, you got to tune in. You got to know for yourself. Mm-hmm. And what, what has helped you the most in that tuning in? Like, what was your experience? And of course, everyone out there, your experience will probably most likely be different. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for me, um, I wanted to start before I ever started trying to heal myself. I really went on this like meditation I wanted to get my mental health really straight. Um, My ex-husband, the one who helped me with all the birth stuff, all that, he was very into martial arts. So he taught me how to um, feel energy, how to meditate, all that type of stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool. I want more of this. Like I'm hooked on this feeling. I'm hooked on that inner peace. Like I need to figure out how I can do this in my body. So every time I would meditate, I'm like, how can I go deeper into this? And I kept getting the message, high vibrational foods. And I'm like, okay, but what does that mean? <laughs> like so many times. And it, like, I would just look it up on the internet after I would get the message, I would look it up on the internet and I'm like, okay, high vibrational foods, like, what is this? And it would always be like fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables, fill your life with fruits and vegetables. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so <laughs> I started doing that. And then it definitely felt like a higher power, God, like all of that type of stuff. Anytime I would do anything, it was always like 
this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, this is what I'm called to. This is the way that I feel. And tuning in was super easy after I surrendered to the fact that I didn't know what I need to do next. And I'm like, all right, I'm asking now, like I'm putting it out there. What do I have to do? And I kept getting this, like, I was just interested in vegan and high raw plant-based and raw food diets and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's what I need to do. I resisted it for so, for literally five years, I resisted going on a plant-based diet because I'm like, no, I really like animal products. Like I love eggs. I love like all, I love eating natural, like foods. I love going to the farmer's market. I love going to the farmers that like do their own humane slaughtering, like all of that type of stuff. I loved it. I was super into it for a really long time. And then my body just did not want it anymore. So I was like, all right, well, you know, what's best, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I finally let it take over. And I was like, oh my God, why did I not do this sooner? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm literally kicking myself because I'm not paying attention to me. So that was like a huge thing. Like a lot of mothers don't give themselves time or energy like for themselves ever. Everything is always about your family, taking care of kids, taking care of your husband. Like you're the absolute last person. So as soon as I started to put myself first, everything in my life changed. It was insane, but it all ended up being super positive. So yeah, listen to yourself <laughs> always. Every day, every day. And I love that like, you it's not that you didn't want to eat the animal anymore like you're doing the things the humane slaughter the farmers local the everything but the body the body it's always going to know and it's always going to guide you and every time you ignore it something will happen to slow you down or to bump you back or to make you stop so that you can freaking reflect and, and review it and just go all right I'll try. I will try. And yeah. um, right now I'm reading the Sedona method by Hale cool. Dowski. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it, but no. it's a phenomenal so far. I'm chapter three, but I'm, I'm hooked. And he talks about how we have such a hard time as a species letting go because of our pride. Like we're so prideful of the story and we're so prideful of who we are because of that story. And without it, who are you? Like, exactly. Who are you going to be? <laughs> yeah. There's so many times in my life where I've been like the detox lady. I've been this type of lady. I've been the mom. Like I've, I've worn so many hats and lately I'm just trying to take off all the hats and I'm like, I'm just me. There's no label like at all. I'm just like, this is, this is who I am. So that's huge. Everybody wants to be, it's like ego, you know, like everybody wants to be known by a certain label. They want to fit in, find their tribe or whatever. Like it is what it is. But as soon as you do that and you find this, you're like, wow, there's no need for me to even do that. Like I'm still me at the end of the day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love this from eyeballs to, sink, <laughs> to food, to home birth. This is yeah. the best. <laughs> <laughs> so great. I love it so much. Oh, and this is the best thing. So I saw the other day uh, you posted on your Instagram everyone will have all her information, Brit's information in the show notes. So you'll be able to find her, get into her space and pick her brain like I am. But the blue and brown eye irises, Uh, tell me more. I need to know this. (laughs) So typically everyone that has lighter colored skin either has 
blue, green, or hazel, or brownish type of eyes, but any of those eyes that have any blue or green or even yellow hues are true blue, and they just have lots of lymphatic fluid crusted on inside their body, just layers and layers and layers, so they look a darker color. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been so many times where I have clients that go through the detox process. They start with like basically brown eyes. Like I had brown eyes at the beginning of all of this too. I was born with brown eyes. It even says it on my like license, all of that. Mm -hmm. And now my eyes are starting to get to the point where you can see so much more blue. And I'm like, there's no way I was ever having true brown eyes because true brown eyes don't change. Like they get a little bit lighter after you clear out some of the chronic and degenerative lymphatic fluid, but they don't change to like yellow or green or blue or any of that. They're just brown. They're straight, either dark brown or light brown. And it's kind of nuts to me because there are so many people that are like, oh, I have hazel eyes. Oh, I have green eyes. And I'm like, "Mm, go through a little bit of a detox process and you'll see those blues coming out. And then you'll be like, dang, my body is full of crap. I really need to get to blue eyes. <laughs> like, there's so many times where my clients are like, I'm literally only doing this for the blue eyes. <laughs> like, okay, do it, do whatever it takes to get you there. I don't care, but <laughs> it's totally possible. On my Instagram, I have a highlight of pictures of me um, where I did some like modeling work for a friend that was doing photography. And I took the pictures of my irises from those photos. So they're very high quality basically unedited like she wasn't editing my eyes to make them any more orange than they were they were super like crazy orange they were crazy like orange on the inside orange and yellow and then like green on the outside so an overall effect looked brown it was very dark super brown Mm -hmm. and now my eyes have like a yellow on the inside and a blue green on the outside and I'm like wow this is like it's nuts seeing my own like before and after I'm like holy crap there's so much antibiotics I just got rid of in my body. Yes. yes. <laughs> Holy shit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. And, and I know that you're super informed on detoxification and you talked briefly about it, but like, what would be a very easy way to go through that? And like, what are you looking for? What's, um, yeah, some basic steps for someone who's like, Hmm, maybe I could like do a little mini experiment on my own. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So getting as much fruit as you can into your diet, Mm -hmm. fruit is the absolute best cleanser. It's the most astringent, which means toxin pulling. Um, It's kind of like a lemon when you like, it's like a tart, like a squeeze, it's pulling your cells, it's pulling all the toxins out of your cells and then flushing them. So I do those fruits with everything. I also do a lot of green juices because I put all my herbs inside my green juices. I use cilantro and parsley for basically everything. And I'll also put sprouts in my juices. I don't really use greens other than that. Sometimes I'll do like dandelion greens, which is super good for like the whole body. Dandelion is so good, which is super funny because it's always in the backyard and people are always spraying it. Like, yeah, you should use that. Like, go ahead and eat that. Yes. <laughs> um, Green juices, fruit juice is great. Whole whole fruits are better because the fiber is absolutely necessary for building a strong microbiome. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to go straight into the cleansing of like the juice fasting and taking all the fiber out of their diet so that they can help the digestive tract like go through, which is great for certain certain times, absolutely. But 
there's no comparison to like getting actual good fiber into your body. So those two things, and then getting on some type of herbal protocol, it doesn't matter what herb you pick, because honestly, there are so many good ones and they're good for like so many different systems in the body, which is crazy. Like I'll look up an herb and it'll be like, okay, it's great for your respiratory system, but it's also good for your digestive system. It's also great for your urinary system. And I'm like, okay, but what is this herb for? And it's like, they are really for the whole body. Yeah. Like there are some like cilantro and parsley that are known heavy metal detoxifiers mm-hmm. and they pull heavy metals from the body. But there's also other ones too that do that in like a less powerful type of way. So there's, there's so many herbs out there. Pick the ones that call to you, whatever one you're drawn to, whatever one's coming up in your reality, just use it and see what happens. Like my parents were on turmeric a lot because they have a lot of like inflammatory issues and that's fine. Like get on that one. That's great. But maybe add some more in like you cannot add too many herbs into your diet at all. Like sometimes Dr. Morris tinctures, they have like seven to 10 herbs in them each. And sometimes they're also reoccurring herbs too. So I'm taking like massive doses of herbs and there's nothing that changes like in my, like in my symptoms or anything like that. Like I'm not like, Oh my God, I took too many herbs or anything like that. It just feels like super good inside my body. Like herbs are so nutrient dense. They literally grow like weeds in the backyard. Like you can plant them and just like, (laughs) they're so abundant. Like everything that is in nature and is abundant is something that you're supposed to have abundantly in your diet. So go outside, pick from your neighbor's yard that they haven't sprayed. (laughs) Yes. Look at the ones in between the cracks in the driveway, wash them off and eat them. Like that's honestly the absolute best way to do it is to get things that are growing in your own backyard. And I've heard multiple times that people will have something going on. They'll find an herb in their backyard on their land mm-hmm. and it'll be something that they need. And I'm like, this is the thing, like this planet, the soil, the whole planet is so intelligent that it's going to grow what you need in your backyard, like on your land where your body is connected to this land. So the more you can connect to the soil, like get your feet on the ground because it regulates the nervous system. Like just lay on the grass, do whatever you got to do, connect with the earth, plant some vegetables, herbs, anything, just get in the soil, get outside, connect with the earth. <laughs> You're going to feel better. <laughs> good changes. It's so nuts. Like since I've been grounding and really like getting connected with the earth, I've noticed so much like mental and nervous system calming from just doing that. And it's actually like scientifically proven too. So it's, it's cool. It's really cool to see, like, we've just touched the surface of how smart our planet is and how like they put the medicine inside the food. (laughs) Yes. It's ridiculously simple. It's so simple. It doesn't have to be rocket science. Why has this thing that's been like herbs have been around since the beginning of time, our ancestors have been using it. And like you said, like the backyard that created a really cool connection for me just now, like the more you literally touch it, the more your biodiversity is being connected to the earth because I believe that our energy like it's always being transferred wherever you walk it's going to be transferred to your tile floor into the dirt into the wood floor like whatever it is it's all energy just moving around and 
like that it's it's that collectiveness and just keep going in and out oh I love that so much and and honestly herbs changed my life I uh, oh my gosh I (laughs) I could go on about those I've been going hardcore with a couple books of herbs like read about them what's going on how to recognize them and you're Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that they state in this book is like the only like you can read all you want you can search you can study whatever but the only way you're actually going to understand it is if you get outside and you play and you just explore and you try it out and yeah sure if you're like I'm not sure like how accurate this is, but if you're pregnant, like maybe read up on the things that might cause totally. a complication or like, if you've got an, 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 a complication already or something going on, check it out. Have a little, little, you got the freaking metaverse in your pocket. You might as well just whip it out and just do a little quickie on there. Don't believe everything you read, but guidelines. Right. And, and yeah. yeah, it's just incredible. And it's, um, like one of the things is cow grass dogs mm-hmm. who go outside and eat very long. Like, um, I like the, like, I think of them like a, like a palm almost, but they're not a palm at all. It's just cow grass or couch grass. They eat it to feel better. Their little tummies are like feeling probably horrible from the dog food that we feed them. Cause it's processed and not, not whole (laughs) which I'm honestly working on myself so it's like yeah just noticing like start with you and then when you got you down you can hit those other places like you said the kids the husband the dogs it's only gonna get better and then you got your little support system and nothing can break that and why should it just invite the people to your party and I would love to hear um, like how you got your community together, like your homeschooling team and like the, the women who support you in that. Yeah. So um, a few years back, I made a Facebook group for natural moms. So I was like, all right, this is before I like went plant-based or anything like that. I got really into herbs, like way before any of that, I was doing herbal medicine very first. Like that's what I have the most experience in. So I was writing up all of these things. Um, basically for people that didn't want to vaccinate their children. I was like, okay, so if you want to take this risk to not vaccinate your children, here's the list of things you can do if and when your child does get chicken pox, measles, mumps, rubella, all that type of stuff. So I'd write out these documents and I would have like herbal medicine, topical medicine, like what kind of diet you should put your kids on while they're going through this, how long it lasts, what the symptoms are, like everything to look for with any of that. So I started this group and it was first just like a few local moms and then everybody started adding their friends like this person added these people this person added that person so it just became like this big group of like a thousand of us in like Michigan mostly and then some surrounding states too that would just post like my kid has this rash what is it what do I do and it was like every single day of like my kid's doing this like vaccine injury like there's so many times where I'm working with people and to like help their kid detoxify metals like so many things so many things <laughs> um with just what the normal stuff that parents go through like ear infections like there's so many little things that kids get that they have to experience while they're young these like little childhood ailments so through that 
we all started like meeting up and having like play dates when the kids were super young. Um, and now we have a group of like six to seven women and all of their kids, they have in between like one and four or five sometimes children. So we all just get together and do these like homeschool Tuesdays where it's yeah. the majority of them are around five years old, but it ranges from like my son's the oldest at eight, sometimes there's even like 11 or 12 year olds in there. And we just do everything like based on their ages. So it'll be like starting off at five years old, but like the three-year-olds can do something a little bit easier. And then the older kids will do more challenging stuff. And the really older kids will be the ones that take over the teaching of the younger kids. Wow. So it's cool because we're, pairing, we're preparing them at every like different age to do something like more age appropriate, especially for the older kids too, because they're already doing like their school and then they come to teach school, which is cool because it's like, like show all these kids what you've learned. And it teaches them how to teach and how to show people like how to, how to learn basically. Cause if you know how to learn, you know how to teach. And if you know how to teach, you know how to learn. So <laughs> super fun. Um, Anybody can really do that, getting a Facebook group together. Um, for me, I was one of the first in my age group in my class at high school, all of that, that was really into natural stuff. So I would always be posting about all kinds of stuff all the time. Like, you know, your Facebook friends from high school and stuff, like yep. this is my propaganda I'm putting out there all the time. Like you can heal cancer without chemo. <laughs> I would literally piss people off to the point of like, they hate me, they unfollow me, they unfriend, whatever that's fine. But I actually got through to a lot of them. And now those people have become like my best friends where I'm, I've showed them how to like live this natural lifestyle. And they believe in it so much that they have taught their friends and their friends have taught their friends. And now we all are just on the same page of like, absolutely. <laughs> we don't need to like do any of the stuff. We don't need to put our kids in like government programming and like all that type of stuff. So we're going to do everything ourselves as much as possible until we can get to the point where we can start doing basically everything on our own, like that's true self-sufficiency. And that is what creates power for the people. Yeah. So if we're talking about times being crazy right now, just wait, because they're, they're not going to get like really any better at this point, like, especially after they've seen what they can do, what kind of power they hold over people with all the pandemic type of stuff. So <laughs> it's pretty, um, important for all of us to be as self-sufficient as possible just to have your like backup plan so just in case the power does go down and you need your pharmaceuticals or whatever like that like you have options where you can actually survive without I mean look at China look at Shanghai right now like there's so many things going on in the world that could be happening here and they're not so and why is that yes Personally, I feel like second <laughs> amendment lot to do with it so everybody take advantage of that <laughs> yep yes yes oh my gosh you're changing the world like this is how change happens that's changing. exactly cool yeah like you're doing it like I have to change the world because there's so many more things like more important than just doing my everyday like nine to five job like I would never send my kids to school because the most important thing I can be doing is raising the next generation. Yes. That's Fuck yeah. <laughs> so here for it. Oh my gosh. This is, 
I told you guys this is going to be the best conversation and it by far supersedes every conversation I've ever had. Oh my <laughs> God dang, Lewis. I'm so thankful for you for, for being a part of this earth, for living here, for realizing like there's no other place we can be. And so if there's no other place you can go, whether you want to get lost in meditation and you believe that there's this other world that you're a part of or like these aliens yeah. are going to come down. I wish. We are those aliens and we, we are living on heaven on earth. Like this is the place. We don't know anything else. So stop trying yeah. to figure that out and just figure you're out. Creating. Yeah. yeah, we're creating new earth here. Like here, this is now new earth. Welcome. Yes. We're here. <laughs> backyard. Go do something with it. <laughs> it just grows. It's just being regenerated. It is all for us to take and to learn and to use and to support and to commune. And, yeah. and that's the biggest piece that I have uh, taken from everything that happened. It's the, the stripping of community that we went through and now reintegrating and really solidifying what that means and how we can support each other. Cause that's just the purest thing. That's the purest thing. When, when everything shuts down one day or something's not available, who else are you going to have a neighbor, yeah. a friend? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. People in your proximity, like people hopefully with fruit trees or can teach you how to can or teach you how to like start a fire or create, I don't know, a solar power something so you can live your life yeah. it's just crazy like thinking about all the things that people used to have like our grandparents used to live off the land like great-grandparents probably live off the land and do everything themselves and now we've completely lost that because why like the internet things are just given to us and we're not actually taught actual things that matter it's just mm -hmm. it's crazy like all of us are just on tiktok like Oh, 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 let me just learn to dance like maybe we should learn how to can some food so you can freaking survive I don't know <laughs> yes someone should make a canning food dance to make it entertaining <laughs> enough to keep the seven second attention span attentionable and like focused on that yeah no I feel you and I'm so I feel a lot better after our conversation so thank you so much for, for just being being you and being here and living in your power and speaking to these things that people want to just disregard. They deserve time and they deserve energy and they deserve your attention. They really do. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I feel like that's a huge part of my calling is just to validate people that are like us that know these things, but the whole society is like, eh, we don't need any of that stuff. Like, yeah, we do. Like yeah. <laughs> everyone needs it very fast it is it's all happening very quickly and and it's not to be afraid of it's just be like okay let's Prepare. make this popular let's make it cool make exactly. it cool the do things holistically and healthy yeah. and real <laughs> yeah seriously just <laughs> real reality like don't be afraid to look the person in the grocery store in the eye and smile at them like, yeah open the door for people like just do courtesy things that you would do for people you love because we're all one person <laughs> at the end of the day the consciousness for sure and it's crazy to think about like the, the amount of connection that happens just in this planet in general like everything is truly connected it's just nuts <laughs> yes. uh, 
Yeah. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention, I'm reading this book called Return to Nature by Adolf Just, and this was written, um, I think, in the 1800s or 1900s before any of the Rockefeller type of stuff started happening. It is the absolute best book, and I'm on the chapter right now where it talks about the earth and dirt being the absolute best thing for healing. And I'm like, wow, okay. So we have all these clays and we do mud baths and this is like validating for me. Like, okay, that could be awesome. And he's like, the best thing that you can do is to like grow your own food, touch the dirt and then like, don't wash it all off. Like put it in your juice or like consume some of it. And people are like, oh, I'm deficient in B12, blah, blah, blah. Like, where do you think that comes from? It's a bacteria that's from dirt. Like you need dirt, (laughs) put it on your face. Yes. (laughs) All these like clay masks and stuff that pull toxins, dirt pulls toxins too. Like you can literally like mud bathe, lay out there in the mud and you will pull toxins out of your body. It's nuts. That's amazing. Fuck yeah. yeah. This is what we got going on. All we need is dirt. <laughs> all we need is dirt and good dirt. Not the dirt that's been sprayed by Roundup and all this other crap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, as much as you can. Like, get all that good stuff in there. Reuse. You know, there's so many things that we can be doing that we're not. And it's just sad to see this time going by where a lot of us are just like in our 30s now and we're like, wow could have been doing this the whole time. Like I could have established fruit trees already where I'm just literally eating all my own fruit all the time. Cool. Nuts. It's insane. Hopefully by 50, we got this going. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the coolest parts. Like it's, it's all happening exactly how it's supposed to. And it's like, these little hiccups are like, but okay, we can start. We're doing it. We're teaching the younger generations, which as a Leo, I strongly believe we got to do it every single day because without <laughs> it, oh my gosh, they are our future. They are the future. Like we yeah. can do as much as we can, but they are the ones who get to teach the ones below them. And it's all beautiful. It's all so connected. And what did I want to say? Um, uh, what was the bit? Oh, there is hope for our soil. There okay. is a um, farmer in Mexico I read an article about this who bought 200,000 acres of dirt that had gone bad from Roundup and different pesticides being sprayed all over it and then the rain and then yeah of the deal but he ended up healing it and so he I, I wish I could elaborate on how he did but he ended up rejuvenating it healing it like getting rid of all the toxins from it and now beautiful lush farm on 200,000 acres in Mexico that is like that is that's amazing those little things that is so impactful and Mm -hmm. it's so necessary and I just think it's like talk more about these positive bits of news like please stop watching the real news (laughs) that's not gonna cause anything but stress It's so crazy, like how the earth is so strong and resilient. Like we could literally do anything to this earth and it will come back and just like either annihilate us all (laughs) or just like make itself like perfect again. If we just like let it do its thing, it's so it's nuts. It's absolutely the craziest thing ever, but it gives me a lot of hope that at some point people younger than us, generations to come, will be able to have an earth that is not full of pollution and they can actually breathe clean air and get good fruits and vegetables and live how humans were intended to live on God's planet. Yeah. 
Yes. We're going to leave it at that, everyone, because that's powerful. We're mic dropping today. We got the sun in Aries, moon in Virgo. We're head for that Libra full moon. You're going to hear this two weeks well past this date, but that's all right, because you're going to feel the energy. And you're like, oh, goddamn. Okay, we're <laughs> yeah. starting it. We're doing it. So, Brittany, oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. So you. Thank you for just being alive stepping in your power, doing what you're put here to do and like letting it flow, letting life and the feminine power flow through you. Oh my God. Please uh, share how people can connect with you before we go, what you offer, all the things. (laughs) So um, my website is hippiebrit.com and you can find me on Instagram at hippiebrit, H-I-P-P-Y-B-R-I-T-T. And I offer iris readings, iridology readings, so full reports. I give you um, herbal suggestions and basically a, a breakdown of like the detoxification process, how to start one, how to continue one if you're already on the process, basically what you need to do to heal your body. Um, and I also offer one-on-one coaching. I offer one-on-one sessions without coaching. If you just want to like ask an hour's worth of question or just get an hour's worth of my time. All of that can be booked on my website or you can just message me on Instagram, which is what I prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so reach out. I would love to help anyone. Like I'm literally on this planet right now to help other people heal and get back to their natural selves, how their bodies were meant to work. So that's me. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> reach me. I would love to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No one will be disappointed at all so please thank you guys so much honored to have you honored for your time would love any feedback anyone has reach out to Britt and we'll catch you next week thank you for tuning in to another episode of Incredible Conversations slowly echoes throughout your car as the podcast comes to an end Sitting there in fascination, curiosity, and solitude, the visions of how you want to superfuel your success dance along in your mind. A deep belief has awakened, and you're empowered to consciously create your life by optimizing your energy and healing from the inside out. You've subscribed to the podcast, have left your five-star review, and shared this episode with a friend because of the new intentions you've created for yourself. You have your foot on the gas, hand on the wheel, and you no longer need a GPS to know where you're going.